0: Hosting the Olympics in 2004 forced the famously chaotic and polluted city of Athens to invest in more pedestrian and eco-friendly alternatives. Tour guides Filippos Kanakaris and Apostolos Doris join us now to look at what you can expect when you stroll the neighborhoods of their city. By the way, we recorded this conversation before the pandemic shut down international borders. Thank you very much. What's it like when you hear an American say Athens used to be terrible and today it's changed big? Well, Philippos.
1: we are old enough to remember what you mean because I grew up in the 1980s where we had the serious problem with this cloud above Athens that was a pollution cloud. Oh yeah, but then uh, they introduced uh, measurement, which was not all cars are allowed to enter the city center. You can enter uh, based on the date, so uh, and your license plates. So this improved still this. today. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it, Athens benefited
0: a lot from that. And Apostolos, there's a more sensitivity for pedestrian zones, I think. From Syntagma Square, you can walk downhill on, on what used to be a very crowded traffic street. And now it's a it's like a park. We call it the
2: unification of archaeological sites. So you can start walking starting from Syntagma Square. And you can make your way all down to Keramikos, the ancient cemetery of Athens. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful walk without motorbikes.
0: And there's this beautiful pedestrian sort of a park that goes... To me, almost all the way around the Acropolis also, the hill that the city is built around. That just seems designed for people. It's it's beautiful in the evening. It's beautiful in the day. It is beautiful. 24 hours, it's very
2: safe. Someone can walk and enjoy the archaeological sites. They can uh, grab an ice cream and walk for about 30 to 40 minutes. It's a beautiful walk.
0: So when we think about Athens, First of all, of course, it's the city of the Greek Golden Age with Socrates and Plato and and all of that, and then Acropolis means city on the hilltop. Acropolis doesn't mean Athens' Acropolis. There's, There's many Acropoli, but Athens has far and away the most famous Acropolis that travelers come to see. At the base of that, you've got the ancient market, but also the town that was 200 years ago, which is just a small town, today's touristy shopping area called the Plaka. But then, in modern times, Athens just went crazy. I mean, what was it, 10,000 people or something 150 years ago and today? Four or five million Greeks are packed into Athens. Can you tell me, uh, Philippos, first of all, if my thumbnail history of Athens was correct and then, why it grew so much in the last century.
1: You are absolutely right about what you said. This is exactly the history. So when when we want to speak about Athens, I say, yes, we all know about the classical times, 5th, 6th, 4th century Mm -hmm. BC, but let's go to what's going on now. Modern Athens starts in 1834, when it becomes the capital of Greece. Uh Because after 400 years of Turkish occupation, we are liberated, and they initially make Nafplion as the capital of Greece, but then they say, wait a second, Acropolis is the place that everybody associates it with the ancient spirit, with democracy, with philosophy, so they decide to turn a very unimportant
0: huh. small town. So, Napoléon was the more logical city because it was a real port and a substantial town and a lovely town to this day, I've and got And fortified to say. as well. But it had none of the um, spiritual sort of heritage. That, of course, was Athena. So, sorry, Napoleon. we're going to make the capital this almost nothing village that has the great ruins. Absolutely. And they decide to do that. And when Athens becomes the
1: capital, the allied forces, the big forces of that time, the English, the French and the Russians, they say, OK, what is Greece meeting? A king. So they bring a king from Bavaria. His name is Otto, Hmm. because there's so many princes that they have to find a kingdom for them because they will never become kings. So when he comes, he takes advantage of the fact that he's a king, and they start building the historical triangle, which is defined by the Acropolis, the cemetery of Keramikos, and what we call the parliament today, which used to be
0: the palace. It used to so be, we're
1: talking 1850s or
0: so in the talking, middle of the 1800s. Yes, we're talking exactly about that period. Okay, so welcome modern European capital with a German prince. Our guides to Athens on Travel with Rick Steves are Apostolos Duras and Philippos Kanakaris. Philippos also directs a contemporary theater troupe, and Apostolos has been a presenter on Greek radio. They specialize in showing visitors the ancient and the modern attractions of their city. You can email us about your travels at radio at ricksteves.com. Apostolos, uh, after World War II, Athens all of a sudden triples or quadruples in its population. Why did all that happen? All of a sudden, you've got a sprawling city of millions of people after the war. We have a development, first of all,
2: in the 50s and 60s, and we have what we call urbanization. So a lot urbanization. Of people, so, what happened? A lot of people that were living in the countryside, mm-hmm. in their villages, they were looking for work. They didn't want to work in the fields anymore. And that's happening actually in many countries in Europe. It happened in all Greece over as the well. world.
0: In, in France, you've got that depopulated little towns in the countryside. A lot of towns
2: were deserted in Greece mm-hmm. because we have a lot of young people coming to Athens not only to study but to find work. And this is why we can see an expansion of the city, and suddenly we have today four, four and a half million people living so in the city. So, when you stand
0: on the Acropolis, you can almost see half of all the people in the entire country. You have one of the most amazing views when you're up at the Acropolis. And and now, it's not going to be clouded in smog because you've done some serious work taking care of your pollution. Now, I remember Athens was still pretty crazy and, and struggling and and rough edged, but. In 2004, you guys had the Olympics. Philippos, how was that uh, uh, sort of a turning point? What's the heritage of the 2004 Olympics?
1: I would say the main thing that has to do with us, and the, by saying us, I mean the Athenians, is the fact that we had the building of the metro, the okay. underground. A big investment at the Absolutely, time. Absolutely, because where Apostolos lives, which is the, the western suburbs of Athens, the only way to access them if you didn't have a car was to get a public transport bus, which meant at best an hour and a half due to the traffic. Now you can be there in 10 minutes.
0: 10 minutes as opposed to an hour and a half, and it would have been worse today if you didn't invest in the underground way back then. Of course, in 2008, uh, like much of the world, you had the economic collapse, and, and Greece, I just thought, how you ever dig out of this hole? Apostolos, how's Greece looking now, considering the very difficult economic realities of the country and its massive debt? It is definitely a challenge,
2: It's a very complicated issue, the crisis, to be able to analyze it now. But what I would like to say is, like, a lot of young people, they come together and they open small businesses in the city center.
0: I feel that. I feel that energy, that creativity. All of the small businesses, for me as a tourist, it'd be boutique hotels and wonderful little foodie restaurants. So, certainly, Greece has some very serious economic challenges. But I've got to say, as a a traveler, a tourist coming into town, you don't feel that. You feel happy to contribute to the economy by enjoying all of the small businesses and restaurants that are popping up. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Philippos Kanakaras and Apostolos Doras, and we're talking about Athens. We have an email from Roya in Huntington Beach, California, and Roya writes, with the economy that Greece is facing, how do tourists get treated, and how safe is it to walk around without being part of a tour group? So a very good concern How are tourists treated? Is it safe to walk around alone? Philippos.
1: Let's start with a a safety issue. I would say that Greece and Athens, more specifically, despite the financial crisis, I would say that it continues to be one of the safest places in Europe. The crime rate is quite low. Of course, we have some neighborhoods that I wouldn't recommend someone going Mm. late at night, but this applies for every uh, city in the world. It is very safe, and this financial crisis is turning people around when it comes to their mentality. When you visit now, you feel far more welcome, even for us being Greeks, and being local Athenians, we witness with our own eyes that when we go to restaurants, cafes, bars, we are treated in a much better place because people value
0: the fact that they have a job. That's the feeling I had. I thought restaurants were just happy I stepped in. They're happy there's tourism there. Uh, Apostolos, there's neighborhoods that are so characteristic and they used to have almost no tourism, but now they're delightfully welcoming to the tourists and lots of great restaurants and shops and activities what are a couple of neighborhoods we should keep in mind? I can mention three neighborhoods, and these are Keramikos, Gazi, and Psiri. So Keramikos, named after the cemetery there. The ancient cemetery see? of Athens. And then Gazi, named after the Gasworks, G-A-Z-I. G-A-Z-I works, the old Gasworks. And Psiri, P-S-Y-R-I. Okay, what will we find in these neighborhoods?
2: In, in these neighborhoods, first of all, one is very different to the other. In Psiri, first of all, you can find all these like, very small specialized stores and you can see a lot of little bars and restaurants. They've changed the atmosphere of the city. It's a beautiful area, someone can go for a stroll and enjoy a nice souvlaki or have a Greek pastry.
0: Philippos, if you walked with me through Tsiri, what might we be
1: sure to do? I would definitely take you for a nice glass of Ouzo in a very nice bar that I go to, and then I'll take you to a place to have fried meatballs, keftedakia, as we call them, yeah? So there's a small taverna that's been around before Psiriou became a trendy area. When you sit, you say, seriously? And then you sit down and you have the best fried meatballs you've ever had in your life with a nice glass of retina, which is the white wine that we make in Greece, which is something special that you will find in this country. And then we would go and just follow interesting people. And you find yourself in a place where, with colorful bottles, or places with really nice music, music you wouldn't expect to hear in a country like Greece, like alternative rock music uh, made somewhere in California. And you could go there and have a nice whiskey. Why not? Yeah? Because <laughs> Athens is a rather metropolitan city. And that's what's important for people to understand that because of all these different people that came the last 50 years in this city, we are now a proper metropolis, a place where you find the most traditional hand-in-hand with the most contemporary.
0: A proper metropolis. You nailed it because in the old days, when I used to say see it and get out, it was a metropolis, but it didn't have much charm or class. It just wasn't very welcoming. Now you want to sit and savor it and you'll find those magic little moments. Absolutely. Let's finish off with just, you're traveling around the United States. When you get home, back to your hometown, Athens, what will you do to just celebrate, yes, I'm home, Apostolos? What I would do, I would
2: uh, go to my local coffee place and have a genuine Greek coffee. A Greek coffee? A double medium Greek coffee with my friends, with my neighborhood friends. So this is something I always think when I go back. And Philippos. I will go to my balcony. I'm very
1: lucky. And I can see the Acropolis and the seafront of Athens, though I'm downtown. And I will open a bottle of a uh, wine that I bought on the island of Samothraki. I love it. It's a fine white wine. I will drink that and just embrace the evening of Athens.
0: Philippos Kanakaris, Apostolos Doras, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, I share the highlights of a lifetime of exploring Europe, my favorite experiences, sights, and encounters in a hundred essays. If you love Europe too, this is four decades of greatest hits in 400 pages made to order to stoke your travel dreams. You can order your copy of For the Love of Europe at ricksteves.com.